Hello people, welcome to the When in Yorkshire podcast. I hope you're all very, very well. Thank you very much to everyone who has again got in touch about episode 37, which featured Monique Powell of Save Ferris. It's genuinely appreciated when anybody gets in touch to share their views. So yeah, thank you very much for taking time out of what I'm sure was a very busy day to uh, to reach out. Now, this episode ends our Scar-themed run, uh, which has featured Matt and Johnny, who make two-thirds of the brass section for Real Big Fish, Chris from Less Than Jake, uh, Jet and Carl of Buster Shuffle, and of course, Monique from Save Ferris. And this week, my guest is Josh from London-based ska band The Skints. Now, I met Josh in Leeds whilst they were on tour with Buster Shuffle and The Interrupters. Um, This was a really nice chat. Josh spoke about how music has always been a part of his life uh, and kind of who who introduced him to the various different styles of music. Um, He spoke about the different genres that that have influenced him, life with the skints, the the writing of their latest album, which is called Swimming Lessons, um, and all sorts of other little gems. So for anyone who hasn't heard of the skints, they they kind of take the, the classic scar sound and then they add their own mark. Um, and I, I mentioned it in the in the episode, but they have a whole host of instruments. They they can pretty much all sing absolutely fantastically. Um and they they're genuinely fantastic musicians and they make the most of their skills. It's um every, every skints track, I'd say you can identify it as a skints track. But they all have completely different elements, so they're, they're an absolute joy to listen to. Um, I'm not going to keep going on too much. Um, if you want to take a, a break, feel free to pause the episode, go and listen to some skints if you haven't done already. Um, or if this has just sparked your interest to go and re-listen to some of their stuff, then feel free to do so. The beauty of these podcasts is you can just pause them and I'm not going to go anywhere. This is going to be around for a very long time. So yeah, um, go do that and then come back. I'm not going to babble on anymore. Um, enjoy episode 38 with Josh from The Skints. I'm here with Josh from The Skints. How are you, man? Hello, man. Yeah, doing pretty good today. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good. Slightly windswept, but uh, but all good. All good. Thank you very much for taking the time to have a chat. Absolutely. Um, no so we're here in Leeds. You're uh, on tour with the Interrupters yeah. and Buster Shuffle. Yeah. Um, having a good time? Having a great time, man. Yeah. We, just had, nice. a really, we had a rager in Glasgow last night. Yeah. I'm ready for the Saturday night Leeds crowd, man. Excellent. It's always, always spicy. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time you were in Leeds? Can you remember? Uh, yeah, we just did a headline show up here in October. Yeah, yeah. So like four months ago or something. Nice. Go well? It was amazing. It was, it was like our biggest ever headline show we did in Leeds yet. It was up at the Met. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It was a really good night, man. Awesome. So, always, awesome. Always stoked to come to Leeds. Cool. It's good to hear. Good to yeah. hear. So you've got you guys have been massively busy over the last year. Been sort of all over. Looks like you've been spending a lot of time in the states and such. Um, that must be nice. Yeah, man. It's always you know. I mean, it's when you're trying to you know do you a band. It's better to be a busy one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so yeah, yeah. It's it's you know it's cool, man. I'm just working hard. Um. Obviously, yeah, off the back of our of our record right now, and uh, man, trying to keep it all moving, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, swimming lessons, mm-hmm. it's brilliant. Thank um, you. It's, I wasn't sure what to expect um, yeah. from a new album, but I, I think you kind of kept a lot of the stuff that people will absolutely love about the Skins. But it looks like you're pushing yourselves as well and trying to kind of 
not not break completely new ground, but just challenge a bit. And it, it seems it seems really really creative. Um, Thanks, man. And there's a lot of energy in it, which, Thank you, which is man. great. That's 100 percent what we were going for. So that's really cool. Cool. So what what was the kind of the process of of writing this one? Was there, I would imagine after you've got a few albums out. There's, I don't know, did you feel any pressure to like for, for what people want you to deliver? Or f- how do you approach it? Honestly, I feel like the pressure really come from like ourselves and our own like recorded performances. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah. We've, we really felt like, you know, we were like three albums deep. Um, you know, all the albums have like been really made by us you know we've only ever like done like like one album licensing deals and stuff so we've not really been in like an ongoing like record contract situation so you know no one to dictate kind of yeah there wasn't really so there's kind of no like pressure in that respect i I think and also like it was like you know we got this far on three albums and like so far everyone that's into the band is like mostly people that's probably seen us play just because we built the whole thing up from touring and really, everyone's like trusted us up to this point. Yeah, yeah. and felt like that on your fourth album, we were just like, we can really just do whatever we want now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean, like, so there's a like, lot of freedom. If we like then. it, if we like it, like we can do it. Yeah, um, was kind of the attitude we have, and obviously, like we've been mixing up the styles and stuff for years, but I just think this time we just took it to a bit more of an extreme. Yeah, um, with like kind of influences ranging from like. Obviously, we've like grown up in this band, man. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, literally, we were actually children when we started, like, <laughs> teenagers. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, like, bringing in influences from like way back and stuff we listen to now as well, kind of all under the same thing. I feel like there's probably some people that might have expected us to try and do like a really, uh, like a kind of, on a, don't mean pop in a bad way, but like a really yeah. like overproduced kind of more like beat yeah, based. Yeah kind of thing something's going to get regular airplay on yeah regular i mean like but how you know but without signing to a major label you're like you're just that's not going to happen really yeah and we and it's not really on the cards for us so we just literally just tried to make the coolest tunes we could within all the genres that we love and um and that's kind of swimming lessons man but yeah, yeah. it wasn't really a formula to the process per se some of the songs are like on like totally different planets to others yeah. do you know what i mean so it wasn't really like we didn't have like a method for like every tune Cool, it just sort of came together and as long as you were happy with the song. Yeah, like gonna... some of it was even like recording in different places, like the rockier stuff. We even went to like a totally different studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, like... where did you go? Where was the recording for these? So so we did most of the the like, the like meat and potatoes of the album was done at a, a studio called The Fish Factory in Holston, which is in northwest London. Right, yeah. Um, and then we went and did the heavier stuff with uh pete miles down in middle yeah. farm in devon who we did our first album with yeah um and then yeah and then uh the mixing was actually done in thailand wow <laughs> with uh prince fatty uh mixed it who did our second and third records yeah so yeah it was kind of a real like mix of like people we've worked with before yeah and, yeah and then some different engineers as well that we were like cutting some vocals with yeah. and stuff as well. How was it like going it was back to It's a bit of a Frankenstein Pete. album. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How was it like going back to Pete from obviously like you did your first first yeah, album? Yeah, sick man. We still really get on with Pete. Yeah. And um his like place is just a it dream looks, to record. It's amazing. It's a shame. I would have liked to be there for longer because we literally like all the rock bits on the album, there's like three tracks that yeah. have kind of the rocker 
elements. So we was only down there for two days, like literally right. just like smashed that out, and then we had to come back probably. But yeah, no, his studio is just a joy to create in, man. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Loads of land and stuff. Yeah, I'd, like love that. To go, I'd love to go back there, man. Yeah. And so, sort of take it right back. How, in terms of music and, and your sort of, I guess, musical education, mm. how did that kind of start? Can you remember like, the first thing that you heard? Um, yeah, I like, always like loved music as a child. Just anything, man, like stuff my parents were playing. Like, were they, were they big love, into like, music? Yeah, music listeners, not like, not that my parents aren't musicians. Yeah. My mum used to dance and she, I guess she used to like sing and stuff a bit as well. But like, uh, yeah, my my parents were like totally like, like going out and dancing to like soul in like the 80s. Like there was like soul and disco. Yeah. And all that. Like the whispers and. Nice. Um, <laughs> was that playing around the house? Yeah. Stuff like. Blackbirds like Rock Creek Parks like mom always my mum mom playing that tune, and like, and they liked a, a bit of reggae, right as well, but not enough that I was like, oh yeah, it's because of my parents. Like, yeah, but yeah, I remember like hearing like Iron Lions Iron when I was like three, and I loved it because I just love like lions. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> or in, like nice. Sesame Street. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah, my parents weren't really like rock music people at all. No, more, really the, more the soul. Yeah, right? like more like really black music was kind of their thing. Um, but yeah, just always loved music, man. On the radio, the first uh, record I ever bought was a cassette at Woolworths of Space Jam soundtrack. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, yeah, that was my first like me like choosing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going to the shop and choosing what I'm going to buy. That's amazing. My so, first, I bought. I remember buying a, a vinyl of uh, Alice Cooper. Wow. Hey, stupid! When I was, I, I, in my head, I think I was like seven, but I think yeah. I was probably like ten. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. That was ace. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so yeah, that was it. And then radio, like you know, you just always listen to the radio, man. I make my little tapes. Yeah. From the radio, like and stuff like that. Nice. So what? Um, what in terms of the the scar? Where did that come from, then? Scar thing. So. And when reggae pro- and yeah, so like, I was into when I was in like year six, I was into like hip hop and like garage and shit because yeah, like whatever yeah. was around just the, the area. At the yeah, time. yeah. And then I kind of probably got turned on to. It must have been like a, like eleven years old. Like found out about like Green Day. Yeah, yeah. Link whatever, and then that was kind of like me on the skateboarding and like punk path. And then the scar thing was probably like I don't know. 12 or 13 and shit I was like finding out about like all those you know like you're less than Jake's and yeah whatever Operation Ivy and just like as I'm yeah, delving deep the into my punk yeah from, and then my, my uncle was like my uncle really like put me onto the scar thing properly because he was like oh what he was like hearing like some of the stuff I was like yeah I like scar and he's like oh this isn't scar and he gives me like <laughs> specials album right he gives me like but actually burnt me a, a, a CD. Like, actually, to be honest with you, the, most of the Scar that I was listening to was, like, really, tr- was, like, Prince Buster, Scatterlight, yeah, yeah. that Jamaican Scar, yeah. really. He kind of put me onto that at, like, a really early age. Um, yeah, and then and then the reggae and the dub. He kind of, obviously, like, dance hall was, like, obviously, like, around yeah, at yeah. the time anyway. Like, I knew what dance hall was, just, like, hearing it coming out of, like, cars outside your school and things like that. Yeah. But, um, it's messed up the stuff that you pick up in that yeah, way, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like the reggae and dub, my uncle like put me onto like 
like Augustus Pablo and King Tubby and like actual like dub as well. I yeah. always thought dub was sick. And then yeah, like obviously uh, getting into that it just kind of put me on the path of like getting into the history of like Jamaican music and stuff. So yeah, the kind of reggae thing kind yeah. of followed on. Like in terms of like the nerdery levels that like <laughs> we have and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Do you get big into sort of once you discover something, trying to yeah, find out obsessive. where it came from? I get obsessive with music, bro. Honestly, yeah. like, like over the years, man, I just get obsessed with bands, singers, artists, trying to find everything, man. Every yeah. interview, I want to know about every tune. Like, yeah, I get a bit mad. When it yeah, comes yeah. To music, yeah. To it's, I mean, I, I used to love like when I was a lot younger and I didn't have any bills, like. I would just go right back catalogue okay let's find mm. every rare b-side let's find everything that we can and just build up a full collection I guess it's loads easier now isn't it with the internet you just yeah no just I'm definitely Google glad that I like live now yeah do you know what I mean not like you know growing up in like the 70s or 80s and that when you're like it's, it's a real effort to yeah, go and yeah. find stuff yeah. <laughs> it's good I don't like, get it I appreciate yeah, like yeah. that the the thrill of the hunt and all that but yeah. honestly I'd rather like hear a great tune and shazam it and then and <laughs> yeah, yeah. now i can just listen to it when i like, yeah, like yeah. That. yeah yeah so it sounds like forming the band then mm. you, like you mentioned you, you guys kind of formed real when you were really young yeah how did that how did that come about yeah so i wanted to do like a ska band i like was like playing a guitar and we like messing around with like some kids in my school yeah. and stuff. What were like, you what were you playing? Bunking off in the music room. It's just like literally like I only really learnt guitar to like the level of like playing the kinds of music that one's played. So that was just like punk rock and reggae. Yeah. Basically. And uh yeah, and then I was like, I wanna do like a ska band. So like I wrote this song and like got like a couple of kids and stuff that were like hanging around bunking off in the music rooms too to like Song, I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna call it the Skints. I don't know, I just thought it sounded like a oh, so you name. came up with the name yeah, that early, the name from early. <laughs> and then, like, and then it was like a couple you know, like school gigs and stuff like that. And then, yeah. it was like, me, Mar- obviously, Marcia was there from day, me and her were in the same school, yeah. We'd known each, right, other. Yeah. We'd known each other from like primary school as well, right? Okay, and then, like, John and Jamie were like a couple like years older than us, mm-hmm. but like, there was all same part of like the skateboarder freak right stoner kids yeah, yeah. went into everything <laughs> else um so who approached who then did you just yeah so then john them? and then yeah so then john come in and then we was doing a couple like lo- very early local shows before jamie came on board and this is like now like may 2007 so i'm like right just about still 16 at this point and then yeah since may 2007 it's been the same four skins yeah, yeah. every single gig we've ever done. Nice, yeah, nice. So you guys, I mean, I think I've only I've seen you once before, okay. um, but I've, I've seen a load of videos. I, I like a lot of music now. I kind of see you on uh, on YouTube, so I just get in a bit of YouTube worm hobbles every now and then, yeah, and yeah. sort of just go, oh, something else that keeps popping up whilst I'm watching other videos, and I saw the skins come up about four or five times. I was like, right, it's clearly a sign. I should definitely check them out. Um, You've got some insane musicians, like all of you, um, are, are ridiculous in terms of how you play together. Like you, Thanks, it, it generally feels like you've got a real good, like a gel kind of that, that you're all working towards the same thing. Um, 
and you, yeah, it just seems to really work as a, the the energy that comes across is is really really good. Even oh, on you, man. even on like YouTube videos that that I've watched, it's yeah, it it seems like the way that everybody's genuinely working towards the same thing, and there's no, it doesn't look like there's any egos basically. Yeah, I mean, dude, like it's like it was, you know, it was friends first, man. Like yeah, I said literally, it was like mates from school, you know, and we just like. You know, the first goal of the band was to like play our local music venue. Yeah. At the standard. And then, you know, when we started playing around London and stuff, and we were just like getting the buses and the tubes, playing, just wanted to play, play, play anywhere. Yeah. Bro, anywhere. Squats, little bar, pub, back room. Like, we just did everything. We just did, wanted to do everything. Yeah. Just, just about then, playing like yeah, nowhere. And then, like, I don't know, man. It's like, We've been doing it together for like 13 years in May. Yeah. And, um, you know, when it's not that old yet. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're still, yeah. oh, we're getting older. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong, like, you know. No, you're not that old. But, you know, it's like, I know people in bands way older than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thing, so. Um, so, yeah, no, at this point it is like literally like family. And I'm I'm really proud that to have been done it this long and not have anybody leave because yeah. I don't know many bands that have no it's, have it's tough as yeah. you know like you say as people get older and just maybe what people want is different and of stuff. course man but and real life as well like let's not yeah. forget like you know don't get me wrong like we're here because we love the music and the creativity and we enjoy it so much and that's what you have to do it for but like the reality is that like people don't necessarily talk about is like like real life is real bro and life is expensive and yeah and um yeah and you know what i mean like you're maybe i'm sure anyone else that isn't in a band that's got a normal job i'm sure their situation from when they was 18 to when they was 29 yeah 30 is like pretty switched up quite a lot as well yeah you know what i mean and we're still doing the same thing and you're trying to navigate life doing that as well it's actually kind of it's nuts yeah yeah absolutely but, um, but looks, yeah no we are still here man absolutely and it looks like th- things each album seems to have been received really well and sort of stepped it up a notch in terms of, I guess, the visibility of the skints and the types of shows that you play in. I mean, the fact that you, you know, like I say, you seem to have been out of the UK for quite a while this, well, last year, 2019. Yeah, man. I mean, I get, you know, that is the, I mean, that's also why we're still here is that we've kind of just, it has been like a very slow, steady like build really yeah. yeah i mean we've not had like a spike we've not we never had a hit tune yeah okay we've not had like a spiking moment it's just been like a long old graft but obviously yeah <laughs> things have continued to improve which is probably a good thing for the morale and yeah kind yeah. of stagnated to the point where anyone's like not anymore yeah, sort of thing so off. <laughs> yeah so you know, man. Well, like, still things are like still like growing and developing, and everyone still has the the love and the hunger to do it. Yeah, yeah. We're here, man. Absolutely. So, in terms of your your like inspiration, so you mentioned you like you originally got into sort of rap and stuff mm. like that. That that sort of stuff comes across as well. You can tell that there's influences there. Um, so, what what was kind of the the stuff that you were into rap wise, and and kind of has that has that love still stuck around? Honestly, man, like I've always there's so many different styles of like song songwriting and MCing that I've loved, and I've never ever like there's definitely like an influence of MC culture in the skins, but I'll never do like 
call ourselves rappers. Or, no, no. Or like, no, do you know what I mean? Or I'm ne- I'm, if the band splits up tomorrow, I'm never going to try and be like MC Josh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is ne- <laughs> this is in the context of this, what is effectively a punk band. Yeah. You know what I mean? It kind of, it works. But man, yeah, I used to, I still listen to like new rap based music all the time, man. So honestly, everything from like New York hip hop to London grime to yeah. Jamaican bashment to flipping West Coast G funk. Like, <laughs> I just like I mean, it's so much. Yeah, that like it's more like people styles that I like rather than like okay, com- yeah, complete yeah. like right now genres. Don't know. Yeah, if you've got the vibes, then I'm yeah, that, with and it. that, that yeah, makes yeah. sense because yeah. skins are big on the vibes that you give out. It's all vibes, one hundred percent vibes. It's the only common thread. Um, that we have in our tunes. It's yeah. It seems to come up quite a lot that there's a lot of people in ska bands that sort of have a, a like a root of hip hop in the in the sort of musical past. I was talking to um to Charles from Lightyear. Okay, and he's big on the sort of eighties hip hop. Yeah, and that, and, that's the thing, yeah. man. It's like the eras. Like I'm born in 1990, so like obviously, you know, a band doing the kinds of music we do that started like 20 years before we were born. They're not growing up with like the same no music that exists in the world do you know what I mean yeah. so like they can't not like have can't like ignore like yeah it's gonna culture, have an impact do you know what I mean like yeah. and it's, it's gonna yeah it's gonna like come into your music um in some way or another so I guess yeah that's just kind of like maybe in terms of like era definition you probably hear that in yeah, yeah compared to the other like, yeah. stuff or whatever so yeah. In terms of playing, you've we mentioned you you played sort of all over the place. Where is it that you haven't been that you'd that's kind of like a bucket list? Um, I really like to go to Hawaii. Right, nice. Um, yeah, like South America, we haven't done Australia, New Zealand, we haven't done. Um, yeah, I'd really like to. South America, I think, is a big one yeah. for me on the cards because we get, it's probably like the place in the world we like get the most demand that we haven't been right okay yeah so it's on the cards then potentially well yeah it's <laughs> just like it would be nice you know there's no there's nothing booked no but um yeah i would like i'd like to go there nice nice so in terms of lyrically skins you seem to have um it's quite a range of, of things that you talk about in the songs where does that kind of come from what's is, is there any sort of i don't know not not method but is there anything that, that you kind of like to write about or is it just whatever's coming at the time of writing? Yeah, they're mostly actual thoughts and feelings, man. Most of the songwriters in the band actually need to be triggered somewhat to write lyrics. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We don't really sit there like forcing. Okay, more lyrics. just what comes, make notes. And yeah, or just like what like the subject is and, you know, sometimes it comes easy in others, but most of the time, it's funny actually, swimming lessons like, I don't really know if any, anyone particularly noticed this, but like Swimming Lesson has actually got like zero happy songs on it. Even though some <laughs> of the songs are like major key, yeah, sound yeah. happy, lyrically, yeah. it's actually like a very like a sad darker. album. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, like, you know, whereas like FM like started with like us singing a song about like how much we love London. Or yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. There's not really any like of that on Swimming Lesson, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's really like circumstantial to like people's kind of emotional states at the time and yeah. stuff like that you know? and I guess there was a lot of uncertainty globally and certainly within yeah. the country whilst you were writing that 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to feel about, which means there's a lot to write about. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah, there, there is the silver lining and all that. So, in in terms of what's coming up next, then, what's uh, plans for the skints going forward? Yeah, so uh, we really, really don't want to have as much of a gap between um, projects as we did between uh, yeah. FM and swimming lessons. So, yeah, man, more like casual. Just writing and studio time, man. Like, okay. like we're still gonna do a bunch of touring this year. Try and go to America before the summer, and um, we've got like a bunch of festivals in the summer. And uh, yeah, we're definitely gonna be touring and stuff in October as well. So, but just to try not to, uh, yeah, get get in the rut of like not writing, not even <laughs> not writing, just like not freeing ourselves up for studio time. Yeah, Hard. yeah, fair enough. Excuse me. Where we like produce everything independently, and like uh, you know everything it takes to keep like the band moving. It's like hard to like dedicate like money to be like let's just go to the studio and be creative. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like until it's time to like right, you have to make an album now because that might like that. Oh yeah, like let's just go and be creative. Like honestly, yeah. When you're in a band, man like money gets eaten up in yeah. seconds yeah, dude. yeah like honestly like it's so I'm not even not even on like unnecessary no, things no. like literally just keeping the ship going just like eats yeah. money so like having like luxury like just creative money aside yeah, yeah. it is a luxury yeah absolutely you know I mean? but like it's it's something that you know we want to try and work on just to to, to keep our uh, recorded output yeah. a, a bit more consistent so I think there's it's it, becoming more and more rare that people can just go into the studio with an idea but not really have any sort of any, any actual defined songs yeah totally unless it's like you know you're, you're lucky enough to have some sort of home yeah or some sort of recording setup that is like that you just have access to yeah whereas we don't like every time we step in a studio that's like money yeah do you know what I mean so yeah and it's difficult to to sort of be able to just go right yeah we've got three days and all we need to do is create it doesn't yeah, really matter yeah. what it is let's just totally you, you, know, you know what I mean that's a, there's a cost attached to that yeah. level of uh, carefreeness yeah <laughs> you know what I mean but um, but you know it's cool we're we're here for new music man like we've definitely definitely been feeling inspired at, at like the turn of the decade and yeah you know everything off this rec- the response to this record man has just been so cool it's just it's definitely going to keep us going into the next into the next one and beyond awesome awesome that sounds brilliant well I understand that you're coming are you coming back for Slam Dunk have I seen I don't think we're at Slam Dunk this year you're not year. Slam Dunk this year yeah. okay I don't think so well I if we are we'll be a very late edition but I don't th- <laughs> I don't think we will be we last did it in 2018 yeah yeah we was in America we did last year Slam Dunk weekend is also the same weekend as uh, Cali Roots Festival Right, yeah, and yeah. Uh, punk rock bowling in Vegas. Yeah, last year we did both of those. Obviously, we were nice in the states for that. So we're not slam dunk this year. I'm not sure if we're going to be in America again, but slam dunk's always a good time, man. Yeah, yeah. Big up all the slam dunk crew, man. <laughs> so honestly, like uh, slam dunk is like one of the must be protected at all costs. It's like a, for what they've done with their thing. Yeah, over, like yeah. the last ten, fifteen years, it's like so inspiring, man. The festival. Like the consistency of like the shows, the club nights, 
just like as a brand as like an indus- institution like um constantly impressed by, yeah by absolutely the and this, uh, fraternity what i've seen of this lineup is insane yeah ben and jd and the team seem to have just i don't know i don't know how they they've got some deals going on with some people somewhere they no, seem to be able they to they get whoever they well i'm sure they don't get whoever they want but it looks like it doesn't it <laughs> Well, the, but the you know, they've put, insane. it's come from hard work, man. They've yeah. built up their reputation to the point where, like, seriously big bands work with them. Yeah. And, you know, they're off, they're, a, they're an example to, like, any promoter out there at any level. Because even when they were a lot smaller, they, they were, like, the attention to detail yeah. and all that. They were, like, crushing it. So, yeah, man, I wish those guys all the best and many more years of success. Absolutely. Awesome to see they've just announced, uh, I think, in France as well. Slam Dunk France, oh, yeah? yeah, yeah, okay, like a one cool. day there. Nice, so it's I didn't know awesome that. that they're spreading, sort of spreading yeah, wings dude. internationally. That's wicked. So yeah, well, cheers, man. Thank you very much for taking yeah, the time. No um, problem, bro. Looking Pleasure. forward to the gig. Wicked. And have a good one. Yeah, man. Safe. There it is. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, if you haven't heard Swimming Lessons, then there are some tracks on the When in Yorkshire playlist on Spotify, and that will get you started. But I would strongly recommend um, just jump onto their website, go to the store section. And just buy, you know, that album or the whole back catalogue, depending on how your finances are. Do go and do that. It's it's recommended. I would say that that will really help them out as well. Um, they're doing pretty well um, and having a lovely time, as Josh mentioned, in America and all over the place. But every sale will uh, will no doubt help much better than streaming. Thanks very much for listening. If this is your first venture into the When in Yorkshire podcast then have a look through the back catalogue. I'm sure there'll be some other episodes that you'll enjoy. The ones that I mentioned at the start of this episode, maybe, might be a good place to start, but but give it a go. Um, thank you very much for, for listening. Um, I'm going to leave you now to get on with whatever else it was that you were doing in your day. I hope you have a lovely time, um, and good night.